Hello, everyone. Jody, listeners, Teddy. We've got Teddy back in the studio. I'm sorry, everyone. Don't apologise. He's a great addition. He's currently having a little... Moment. Um, zoomies. Is he's having some zoomies. He's having some zoomies. He's trying to eat the fake plant. I fully... Have you ever seen the uh, <laughs> thing of Dennis, the dog? <laughs> no. I've never related to something more in my life. Dennis the dog. Is I that an like, Instagram account? No, it's this. It's I don't know. It's oh, Dennis the zoomy on the bed. <laughs> so it's a dog, right? <laughs> who has got the ultimate zoomies, but it's on the owner's bed. Oh gosh! But I feel like I <laughs> I am zoomies. Dennis. You have the zoomies. You ready? I'm yeah. sorry. This isn't very like podcast friendly. But if you if you look. This, this is Dennis, look. <laughs> oh, 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 poor Dennis. <laughs> He's basically jumping up and down and up and yeah. down. And his hair's so distressed and distraggled. <laughs> he just wants to play. Oh, bless him. Is that what you're like? Yeah, I get like, I get very Dennis. Listen to the commotion. Can oh, you hear that? my goodness. Yeah, Teddy can be like that. So, I understand it. So, Teddy's you know, in the... You'll empathise. Man, I get the zoomies. I get cross about it. And yeah. also, he. we went to Starbucks. We're in Canary Wharf recording this pod. And uh, he's never been to Canary Wharf. Canary Wharf is not that dog friendly. It's not. A lot of people in suits were huffing at us. And then we went into Starbucks and they gave him a puppuccino. Who even knew? I mean, I've seen it, Puppet but we've never had one. And it was basically a giant cup of cream, which he ate all, and it was all over his face. And then he w walked up to the window in Starbucks and put his head with all cream on on the glass window. Brilliant. And everyone was just like, who are, what is this trash doing in Canary Wharf? <laughs> Get this out of my... So if he starts honking up in a bit, that that's why, guys. Okay. Hi. He's here. He's part of the team. Yeah. You know, we love him. We And we empathise with a range of emotions on yeah. this podcast. So We do. And I and I definitely empathise with the Zoomies because <laughs> I get them. That's a manifestation of anxiety. Is it? Yeah, it can be. I've got this. So so anxiety can manifest in loads of different ways. Sorry. I'm Jodie, by the way. I'm a therapist. I'm the founder of Cellspace. Welcome to our podcast. I'm okay, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're obviously not doing that well today. But but just in terms of uh, how ma anxiety manifests, it can be like a physical thing as well. Like we, we often associate it with like, you know, at the one end of the spectrum, which is like, this is so overwhelming, I can't cope. Yeah. But anxiety is also really motivating because it, it can make us kind of move and it yeah. manifests in weird ways. So the zoomies might be one of them which is like a release of energy. Yeah. My son used to have this brilliant one. I mean, it was awful. It was so bizarre. But he'd come home from school and he'd seem fine. Like he'd be a little bit jumpy yeah. and obviously been holding it in all day. And then he'd just start going ping pong ball, ping pong ball, ping pong ball. Is and it? I'd be going, Elvis, what are you doing? Ping pong ball. Right, uh, in, with the intonation as well, like up ping pong oh, ball. Ping nice pong to ball say. to say. And he needed to say it like a hundred times. Is that a bit Tourette's-y? We're not allowed to say a bit something, are we? 
God, we're what not allowed to, you're all right, but we're know. not allowed to say a bit OCD or a bit Tourette's. Tourette's, you can see how Tourette's might manifest, right? Because Wait, it, why, why can't we say a bit? <laughs> well, it's not that PC cause, because you can't really be a bit autistic <laughs> or you can't really be a bit... Okay, It kind right. of casualizes it a bit. Educating. But, but there's something of that in there, right? It's a manifestation of something which needs just to be let out. Yeah. To get out. And I got it. I was like, just let's do ping pong ball as loud as we can, as stupid as we can. Let's just get it out. Um, that was after a period of going, can you please stop doing that? And then I was just yeah. like, that isn't going to work. Yeah. I um, get like, I get like these like, you know, when like, I don't know if you've ever owned a cat, but like never. sometimes your cat will just like for half an hour, just ping around the house. Yeah. Just like off, <laughs> off the sofa, off the wall, off the floor. I get those burts, spurts of energy. Yeah. And I'm like, like in bed, just. Like. <laughs> it's, is it as well if you don't do exercise and you've been sat down all day or is Maybe. it nothing to do with that? Maybe. I have a friend that sets it off in me and I set it off in him. <laughs> so it's like a night. If we get together and we're, you know. You're basically ping, you're ping pong balling all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he gets <laughs> it and I get it. And we just get in this kind of like. Hilarious, kind of hysterical. Hysterical zoomies. Isn't yeah. it amazing though when you do get a bit hysterical about something because yeah. we don't do it very much, particularly as adults, honestly, do we? Honestly, when I laugh to the <laughs> point of tears and I can't physically stop laughing and it's hurting everything to laugh <laughs> that happens so rare yeah it's so amazing it's so rare. and then once you start you just can't stop i'm i cannot physically stop myself but do you know that i start to go <laughs> i think there's something magical like we were doing some work in a group the other day like therapy work and we one of so what what the one of the games was do a sound and a gesture and then everyone mirrors it back and someone went <laughs> And started laughing. Yeah. And so we all had to like mirror it back. And it was like it was contagious. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, no, I really can't stop laughing now. And, and then laugh. everyone was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this bizarre. And I thought, God, we don't do that enough. We don't no. catch energy that's positive. We often catch kind of difficult moods. Yeah. But we don't. I think we'd get it more if we put our phones away. Like, yeah, joy. If we, if we like hung out. Like I used to get it with my pals. Like obviously I'm, uh, I grew up none of us had phones for a, yeah. for a bit and it would happen more i mean make that might because we were younger but it would happen on on the on the on the podcast i used to do because oh, there's yeah. no phones you're, yeah. you're sitting there on your phone you just sit i used to i used to do a podcast with four friends and uh a lot of times we'd have we'd just be giggling all up yeah yeah we'd have to stop or not stop but edit it out because we just couldn't <laughs> carry on and i think that's got to do with sort of like sitting facing each other talking yeah human funny, connection funny things come out human connection but we were going to talk it's interesting that we started with a bit Tourette's because we we're going to talk a little bit about diagnosis awful about that now. no it's fine and i think it's it's something that's become so normalized this idea of yeah and we were we were going to talk a little bit about you know diagnosis and what that does yeah but but i think these mental health words are thrown around quite a lot nowadays like oh have you noticed an increase 100%. in the words being used self-diagnosing self-diagnosing labeling you know oh they're people pleasing oh i'm an introvert um they're gaslighting oh she's a narcissist you know whatever the thing is that's the kind of buzzword yeah. oh, i'm anxious you know 
I understand it and in a way it's a real positive because it means that there's much more language around this stuff than yeah. there ever, ever has been before. Yeah. But I'm also particularly, and at Cellspace as well, we're quite resistant to labelling too heavily. Right. And And the reason that I feel resistant to it is I think a diagnosis can be incredible, like incredibly helpful because I think depending on what you're struggling with, it can give you some somewhere solid to land in waters that feel choppy and overwhelming. Yeah. It can orientate you towards a, a relief, which is I find myself in that diagnosis. That's yeah. me. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, I think it can be incredibly limiting mm -hmm. because if we say, if we class ourselves and we read something and we go, okay, oh yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a people pleaser or I'm, I'm an introvert or whatever it is, then we identify with that label and it stops us doing any of the actual work, which yeah. is why. Yeah. We just go, oh, I find some comfort in the fact that, oh, there's loads of other people talking about people pleasing. Yeah. That's what, oh, that's what I am. Yeah. But it doesn't encourage us into any question or curiosity about why. It, it gives us a quick exit. Yeah. I am that. Or this relationship didn't work because he's a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to load all of the responsibility of this situation onto a diagnosis that might not even be accurate, but because I understand some of those traits. Yeah. See, what I've noticed is, see, it's, it's hard, right? So 50% really pleased that people are talking about yeah. mental health issues. It's really great. pleased that people know these terms. People really pleased that people can identify with them or identify them in other people. Yeah. A conversation has started, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a part of me, a sort of skeptic part, that is like, what's the percentage? And it's it's dangerous, right? So it's like, what's the percentage of of this being a reality? Or are you just using this to get out of something? So so more like a kind of an excuse. As using it as an excuse. Yeah. So in terms of whether it's used as an excuse or or a reason, and I feel nervous to say this because I don't want there to be a kind of kickback on it. I think we have to be careful about anything that we don't lean into it too much as a reason to let ourselves not to do things and not challenge ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we work with businesses to support their employees. And, you know, I, I always say we hold that very fine line, which is we are deeply empathic about what people and humans are going through. But we also understand that the employer needs the person to do the job. I don't think we should use it as, a, as an excuse I think it's very okay to say I am not doing well and I'm really struggling and this is what I'm feeling and this is how it's going to impact on our relationship or my work. What should we do about that? Yeah. As opposed to allowing yourself not to take action. When we are when we when we collude too much with a or identify too much with a diagnosis, it might mean that we don't start to take action. So we yeah. can just sink into the idea that I have this or I am that and yeah. then let it be. And I think what we need to do is if that's what we're doing, we need to use that to motivate us into action. Because I thought that about the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, I was like, I bet there's shitloads of people who are loving this. Like 
people with social anxiety, people who didn't want to do things, you know, like people that now meant that that work event or that wedding was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I reckon loads of people were just like, loved it. Wait, I can just sit. I have an excuse now. That's legitimate. To not attend things, to sit at home and, Mm-mm. you know, be uh, antisocial almost. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. There's nothing wrong with knowing that, you know, maybe all of the things that the world pushes us towards doesn't suit you that well. Yeah. That might be a bit different than thinking, okay, I'm going to diagnose myself as ADHD whether you have a professional diagnosis or not, and then identifying fully with that diagnosis. So rather than thinking, you know, I think we need to take the diagnosis into action. So it's like, what can I do to support myself a bit more? And I think we shouldn't use diagnosis and self-diagnose. I I don't think it's helpful at all, honestly. I don't think it is either. I think we can go down a path that's that's yeah. probably not that helpful, but better to get into therapy and dig around in the what what's yeah. actually happening. Because in my experience, when you're on that sort of Dr. Google self-diagnosis train, it's like star signs. Yeah. It's oh, it like... It's a bit woo-woo. Like, they can all apply to me. Yeah. You know? Well, you look for... I think we look for orientation in it, don't we? When we're struggling, we look for hope anywhere. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because we... We did a bit of research on this, and one of the one of the um, biggest searches is uh, around heartbreak. What do I do? I feel heartbroken, and what do I do? Yeah. And listen, whatever it takes to give you, if you find some solace in reading other people's um, stories, um, other people's ways in which they coped with it, that's really, really good. Yeah. But don't let it get you stuck. Yeah. Don't let it get you stuck there. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I think. And being like, oh, well, there's nothing to. I'm done heartbroken, though. so I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to go out. Or or being like, oh, I can't. I can't <sighs> do this because I'm ADHD, or I can't do this. because yeah. I have anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. So I think if we can use it not to limit ourselves too much. Yeah. And also use it as a bit of a sign, which is when we go to Google something about, you know, our mental health. There's a massive sign there, which is curiosity, and that's a great thing. Yeah. But let's be curious about why. Yeah. Why yeah. am I feeling this? Yeah. So so it's not a bad thing. It's also a sign that your psyche is looking to grip onto something. Yeah. How can I orientate myself? I'm out of my depth. And what what's like a healthier thing to do? Well, I think it's, for me, it's something about... Um, trying to put some words to what's actually going on for you. So talk to somebody else. Like, I feel, this is what I feel rather than I am. I think I am am ADHD. You're not, but maybe you struggle with that. Right. No one is anything just that solely. Yeah, yeah. So I think the first thing that's really useful is to kind of come into contact with the feeling, which might be I'm overwhelmed. I don't I'm not really not doing well at the moment with big groups, or Mm. I find that I find going to work really hard, being on the tube. Talk about the things that are actually happening rather than pigeonholing yourself into a label. That's the first thing I do. Therapy is always an amazing place to just go, listen, I'm struggling with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than I 
you know, I think I'm on the spectrum or whatever, which you very well might be. Yeah. You very well might be. And do you but, think people kind of want to be? Because it, it gives them a kind of... Yeah, or a, explains certain things. It's, hard, it's a difficult one to say. Um, I think that it can give us some hope when we know for sure. Yeah. You know, also, you know, the other side of it is when we do have receive a professional diagnosis, we can get treatment and medication. Mm. So there is also that. Yeah. But I don't think even then it means that we're just that. Yeah. You know, we're all a product of our past. We're all a product of what's happening in the present and how we're handling things. Yeah. Even with, you know, um, extensive diagnosis, there's always a cause. Sometimes it's genetic. But often it's from our history pathway. Yeah. And I think the interest in why, how did I arrive here? Yeah, what's yeah. kind of, you know, what has um, impacted the way that I am, yeah. the way that I respond to the yeah. world? And it's funny because people will do like, people will do those genetics oh, yes. things, right? People will do like 20, I, like there's one called 23 and Me. There's ancestry. Like people are interested in how they got here. Yeah. But often will shy away from doing the work into how they got here. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. yeah. Which is like another, you know, it's like early in, in season one where we were saying like you go to the gym and you pay, you know, however much a month to get mm. your body looking. But then what about thinking you don't, do the sort of like mind gym yeah pay yeah. pay to get your mind good yeah we think that we can kind of we can get away without doing it and i think yeah i think looking back at our past can often be you know incredibly daunting yeah. so we might either go oh well nothing everything was fine yeah or um oh i don't really i don't go there yeah. we find a way not to look back yeah um and it's so rich when we can get there. Yeah, yeah. It is. And I think it informs so much of our understanding about who we are. doesn't yeah. necessarily change anything, but what it does do is it brings it into consciousness and the more consciousness we have around things. Yeah. I always think about it as like, you know, like a penny slot machine. Yeah. Which is we might sow a seed, which is, you know, I, well, I wonder if you, you know, if you can remember any times that you were like that when you were a kid or, no, not really. Okay. And six sessions later, it's like, oh, then the pennies kind of yeah. dropped and it's like, actually, do you know what? When I was, this is how I used to, yeah, yeah, hope, yeah. or this is how I used to self-soothe or, yeah, you know. So I think however idyllic we think our past was, yeah, there is no par perfect part. There is yeah. no perfect kind of yeah. uh, experience. Yeah, Everything has something in it that yeah. we can learn from that we can sort of dig up and yeah learn from and wonder about how is it creating my behaviors now yeah how is it how have i you know how have i learned to cope yeah and one of the strategies i've used to cope is this and out of interest what would be a or would there be a common reason for people to self-diagnose that would be from I think there's a kind of public uh, sort of drive towards it, isn't there? The language is being thrown around so Definitely. much. I think that if you're, I think diagnosing other people is a really bad thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Like, oh, I think you're... This, or even trying to make sense of someone else because we aren't inside of who they are and it can give us a really false uh, idea. I think trying to understand yourself, you know, there is help and merit in it, but I would just have, I would try to avoid labeling yourself yeah. where you can. Yeah. Because I think, like I say, I just think it just limits you. It limits you away. But there might be things which you're like, oh, I wonder if I'm, I wonder if I'm that. Yeah. And have a look. And then you see some of the ways in which you can support yourself. Yeah. And some of those work. Great. Can we do something that I think might be quite helpful? Can we do like a quick definition of what these buzzwords that are going around actually are? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I think we can do that? Yeah, I think we can do it. Because I'm not sure what a few of them actually are. Yeah. But I hear them all the time. Yes. Okay. So I'll say them and you give a little... <laughs> synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. obviously impossible. I know that. But let's try. Okay. You know, because I think that might clear some stuff up for, for some people. Okay. Yeah, like. let's do it. Okay. So what is... Gaslighting. <laughs> okay, so gaslighting is a basically when somebody plants uh, something, a sentiment, a sense, um, a provocation about you that provokes a reaction in you. So it lights something up. Right. It, it's basically exactly that. It ignites something in you. So it's it's often somebody that knows you and will know that that thing's going to light you up. So that's what in the wrong that's way. That's not what I thought it was. What did you think it was? I thought it was like ignoring ignoring someone. No, what did I think it was? <laughs> like making the other person feel like they're crazy. Well, it sort of is because that might be gaslighting. That might be lighting that up where it might go, you know what, Owen, you always do this. You always you always behave like this. Yeah. That's going to light you up because you're like either, no, I'm fucking not. Right. Or maybe I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. no one is always anything. Right. So there's an ignition there right. to it. Or they might go... Um, uh, uh, let's think of another example of gaslighting, which might be. Um, but this, you did this before, though, didn't you? This is this is um, this is a familiar situation that you find yourself in, isn't it, Owen? So is it basically just like trying to trigger someone? It's trying to trigger someone. It's 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 using your knowledge about them, and maybe you don't even have that, but it's taking a broader understanding right. and it's igniting. And what that does is it deflects away from them. So okay. they're igniting in you for a response rather than thinking, it makes me feel really insecure and I don't feel good when Owen's really successful. So what I'll say is, well, you know, um, you always manage to find your way into this, these types of experiences or jobs, don't you? It's probably because blah, blah, blah. Right. And I might not say it in that tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do it in a way that's quite nice. Yes. But somewhere it lights up an insecurity in you, which might go, yeah. oh, maybe I do. Right, maybe okay. I don't deserve to And then be all there. of a sudden you're not thinking of... 
what's actually happening here. So it's a deflection against the the thrower. Let's imagine that the gaslighter is a flamethrower. Yeah. It's it's a distraction away from them onto you, which is going to catch on to something that's already right. might be a tiny it it's not not live for you. Somewhere it has to be live for you to right. catch light. Okay. So that's how I understand gaslighting. Right. It's a really long convoluted way about no, it. No, 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 it's nice, cleared it up. Okay, next one. Okay. A narcissist. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Everyone says it. Though. Everyone's talking about narcissism. So what, uh, what actually is it? The way that I understand a narcissist is that ultimately they find it very, very difficult to see anyone or anything outside of themselves. Okay. So everything is driven by myself generating thoughts, feelings or needs. Okay. But I can dress that up as it being about you and about about caring for you or about wanting the best for you. But underneath, there's a real deficiency in being able to deeply connect and empathise because all I can see is myself. Makes well, sense? Yeah, Thought, I mean, of. Yeah, yeah. Thought, Thought of. Thought yeah. of. So, um, oh, let's give an example of it. So a narcissist might say... Um, you know, something like, I, I mean, I can't believe that you're saying that because you know that I always, always put everybody else first. Right. I never, ever think about myself. How dare you suggest that I do anything other than that? Right. So... What's happening there is I'm creating an image of myself. That's how I believe I am in the world or how I wish I was. Yeah. So there's no chink in there to go, oh, do you know what you're, what you're saying might be right? Or oh, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. Or that can't be very nice for you. Really, I think the, the uh, people kind of associate narcissism with a sense of self-importance or kind of a big ego. What I understand by ego is it's the defense. It's it's a wall of defense or it's a line between your unconscious and your conscious. Having um, gaps and a weak ego in some way is really helpful because it means that you can process your unconscious matter, right. repressed feelings. When your ego is big and thick, all you are is this conscious place which means that you um, have can have a real sense of, of, of kind of high importance right. about yourself, which disallows you to see anyone else fully as they are because you can't see yourself fully as you are. Oh, that's so deep. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Because if I can't recognise my own humility, my own shortcomings, the bits of myself which I'm ashamed of or... Yeah. Oh, not connected to how can i ever see those in others yeah yeah yeah. really see them really see them not just call them out exactly yeah, yeah. does that make sense yeah that does how okay. can yeah i think that's cool last one okay for today all right and this one <laughs> is all i bloody hear oh no about you no just i mean generally. i do think i have it what well, I'm, I'm after this podcast i'm worried to self-diagnose but ADHD. Okay, so ADHD is where we are 
often completely distracted away from the present. So it's really difficult to be just in the here and now. So what happens is you create so many different ways in which to distract yourself away. Yeah. So that might be your mind flits to the past, to the future, to an event that just happened, to something that happened like 20 years ago. Physically, you might be distracting yourself, moving around, doing yeah. 50 things at once. It Imagine you've got 300 tabs open on a laptop and you're flicking between them. Right. That that's basically what the what the mind and the psyche does when when it's using ADHD coping mechanisms. So ADHD is a coping mechanism. It is a coping me- mechanism as well. It is also a disorder. Yeah. It's a disorder of your consciousness. Ultimately, all of these things are right. in some way. So we could all find familiarity in that at times yeah. of stress and overwhelm. You know, when your mind moves all over the place. Yeah. That's how I understand it. And we might all have tendencies towards it at some point. Okay. Nice. Is that how you understood it? Yeah, yeah, it is how I understand it. And and all the sort of, I guess, the symptoms of it I suffer from. What symptoms do you suffer from? Uh, I can't. Um, focus. Focus. But I can't, you have I, to focus for so long. Yeah, but no, but then, then I read about like hyper focus. Okay, yeah, that's the And thing. I definitely get that. Like super obsessed with one thing and I'll do that and I can sit and do that. The rest I kind of like tune out from. I find it very hard to like face things, open letters. Yeah. I can't like... Uh, um, What was the other one? What, opening letters. Did yeah, you I'm say? Terrible at opening. But that might also be because you want don't want to see what's inside it. Yeah, that never that desperately don't want to see what's <laughs> Particularly if it's a parking fine. Parking fines or you know the brown envelopes when you're like, God, this could be from, really bad. This so, could be from the government. <laughs> include a short okay. I'm just checking that we got everything because I always get nervous. Symptoms of short attention span. Making careless mistakes, appearing forgetful or losing things, being unable to stick to tasks, appearing to be unable to listen or to carry out instructions. Yeah. So it's basically having difficulty staying in the here and now. Yeah. Like I'll take the, I'll take fish fingers out of the fridge. I'll take fish fingers out of the freezer and I'll put them on top of the fridge <laughs> and then get the thing in the freezer that I needed. And, and forget then, that the fish. And forget that the fish fingers are on top of the. Fr- so like, honestly, like my place is like the randomest <laughs> things in randomest places. I'll lose the remote. That might just be how you are, hey. Yeah. And also, you've got a lot of things on your mind, but yeah, we're all. I think we're all a bit of everything. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I think we're all a bit occasionally depressed. We're all a bit yeah. anxious. Yeah. We're all. We all can have traits of most diagnosis not all but most i think they live in all of us yeah but some come to the forefront quicker and more readily and often they emerge as a form of protection when we're younger honestly of uh, emotional protection so you know it is risky for me to talk down this line, but, you know, if you had a particularly difficult childhood and it was really hard to be in the reality of what was happening for you, 
then the psyche goes, oh, I'm just going to distract myself mm. with all of these million things that I can distract myself with. Mm. Because being right here, right now, is so painful. Yeah. There we are, it's ADHD, still manage. That's my belief anyway. Yeah. And if you're feeling like that, get in the get in the therapy. I think Let's so. Go. Start talk about it. Just start really, really trying to let it settle down into let me try to understand myself a bit more. Yeah. And also what an incredible human you are. Yeah. How you've developed these skills to survive. Yeah, yeah. But now they're not useful to me anymore. Yeah, yeah, don't need them. Don't need them in the way that I did. Yeah, so yeah. what can I do to relearn and, and kind of get some mastery over this? Great. Cool. That sounds nice. Sounds nice. And Teddy's chilled now. It's so chilled. Finally. Let to me... sleep. I hope so. He looks... He's, he's, he's like, ca- he's like conked himself out now. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, what a snoozy end to I know. an episode. <laughs> uh, and lovely to see you. Good to see you. See you next week.